Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. We are on a Skype call again, uh, this time to Kansas City, Missouri, with a special guest, another one of my uh, graphic design idols, uh, Tad Carpenter. How are you tonight, Tad? I'm doing good, Dylan. How are you doing? Thanks for thanks for giving me a call. Nice to hear from you. Uh, nice, nice hearing from you, too. Um, we saw each other, I think it was just over a year ago, when you came to Salt Lake for the first time for uh, a talk. How was how was your trip here? Oh my gosh, it was fantastic! I it was my first time actually ever visiting Salt Lake City, so that was super fun. Um, I uh, my wife and I stayed through the weekend, which was great. We went and hiked, and we um, we had a really fun time. Two of our good friends from college live right outside Salt Lake, I believe in Logan. Does that sound like a place? Yes, that's not it, too far away. Yeah, well, from Salt Lake, it's kind of a ways, but it's you know it's within Utah, and it's not terribly far away. With, I could be wrong. I could have made that name up. I could have totally made that up. But they were so it was fun. <laughs> we got to go connect with them, which are two of our two of our favorite people and a lovely family. And um, yeah, we had a great time. It was awesome. The venue was cool too. It was at like a really cool art museum. I remember, and um, yeah, that was super fun. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed your talk too. You kind of went into your background of um, gr- growing up. Um, your your father worked at um, Hallmark Cards, correct? Yeah, yeah. My um, my father was um, hired by Hallmark Cards in 1975, right out of college, when he graduated, and he stayed there his entire career, um, just retiring about two years ago. So he was there. Got 42 years almost um, at Hallmark Cards. So my, I spent so much of my life growing up um, in the halls of Hallmark Cards. Um, every babysitter I ever had growing up was a stylist or a, an illustrator or designer or art director or photographer. Somebody my dad would con into babysitting me um, normally only for once or twice because I was a little bit of a rambunctious child. And so um, I just thought everybody was creative. I just thought everybody around did something incredibly creative as a, as a profession. And um, it wasn't until you know, I got a little older until I started to figure out that, oh, no, this is just kind of my environment, my dad's friends and, and people he kind of surrounds himself with. So I was incredibly lucky to grow up in this very creative environment. Both my father and mother are very creative people and uh I, I would probably have been kicked out of the house if i didn't you know try to pick up something you know <laughs> so was it a shock to you when you met uh, a normal person outside of that creative group yeah a little bit i mean um and sorry we broke up a little bit but yeah the, the shock of meeting people that were non-creative was that the question yeah so, yeah, I'm, I can remember um, one of my best friends. I would go and stay the night at his house, and um, his mom was a nurse. And um, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, what that was because there wasn't a uh, – I didn't understand that there wasn't something that, that they created, that, like an end product every day. You know, it's like, so what do you actually do all day while you're at? the office you know what i mean and there was no thing that they, they 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 created a problem that they solved that was tangible that i could understand and i remember being very confused by that as like a very very small child um but uh yeah my dad to this day is you know probably one of the most influential people if not the most influential person 
person on me personally as a designer and and just as a it's just as a dude you know uh but um my dad continues to, i run ideas by him all the time from a design standpoint um from a, a, a writing especially i feel like i i run a lot of um things that i write by my dad he's a really really incredibly good writer and um i run so much of that that type of work by him because i really appreciate his input and um he's just such an just an exceptional creative person and you know there's there's good and bad with that like i literally i got to grow up with pretty much an art director in my house with me every day uh, that would teach and coach me anytime i wanted and he outside of working at hallmark for 40 some years he also freelanced and, and illustrated dozens upon dozens of books he had a nationally syndicated comic strip called uh, Haywire and Ribbons, which was with King Features, the same people that do, you know, Peanuts and, you know, all the big boys, you know, and he had that. And, and so he would come home at night from working at Hallmark and, and start working on other things. And that started to rub off on me, I think, and really was, was really inspirational to see just that work ethic. And, um, and, you know, there's, there's, it's not all, you know, uh, you know, peaches and cream either, you know, cause it's one of those things that my dad is so incredibly talented. Like the guy is, he's on another level for sure. And so that was also one of those things that I had to try to figure out, like, how do I fit into this creative world? Cause frankly, like I am not as good as he is at a lot of things like he is just a naturally amazing draftsman like dude is one of those people you meet that just sits down and can draw anything at any time anywhere like just it's just perfect like everything he did is just perfect and uh, for some of us we really have to work and really really work through a lot of different ideas and process and i remember always being like well i can't do what he does so does that mean i don't i can't do this does that mean that this is not for me. Um, and I remember that, that was always kind of a challenge of me trying to figure out where I fit into this kind of um, design world and illustration world. Um, when, when I when I lived with somebody that was already so amazing and I didn't know if I could ever get to that level. And, uh, you know, you figure it out. You work through your process and, 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 and you know, you kind of figure out you do things differently as we all do. Um, and there's a place for everyone. Yeah, I've been doing freelance nine years, so yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, finding your space. And I I still don't think I've ultimately found it, but I've I think I've found a good place where I'm enjoying what I'm doing and meeting great people. Now you talked about writing. You've to also totally. wrote, you've also wrote books as well. You've got a about a dozen or so uh children's yeah, type books. Think, yeah, I think I've uh somewhere I don't I, somewhere around like twenty, twenty Three twenty—I don't know—somewhere in that neighborhood um, of illustrated or written um, different children's books and children's literature, and um, I love it so much. It's so fun. It's exhausting work. It every time I do, I work on a book. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do another one of those for a while. It's just so much. It's just a lot of drawing and a lot of work to churn out. But then you get that first sample of the book in the mail from the publisher where you actually hold all of it. And it, it man, I'm ready to do another one instantly. You know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is unbelievable. I get to I get to make this thing and share this story with with people. Um, to me, children's literature and children's books was always a gateway for me to design 
And children's literature, I think for most people, is probably that first experience they've ever had in their lives with art and what art is, you know? That's the first time when we open a picture book when we actually experience and see art. And I think that's a really special and powerful thing to be able to pass on to, you know, hopefully future creative people that that we need in this world, you know, maybe more than ever right now is 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 creative people with, you know, powerful and positive messages that, that, that are empowering people. So um, I think um, it's just a huge honor to be able to kind of work in that space sometimes. And, and you know, my wife and I run a graphic design and branding studio. So that really takes up a large amount of my time. And then I work on these picture books kind of in and out of projects and really kind of just treat them like a design project. When I get to do a book, um, it, we kind of treat it as like a client design project and it, you know, kind of gets a job ticket and we, we, you know, we, uh, we carve out a certain amount of time and, and, um, and, and really kind of treat it very much like a little design or branding project, um, that, that we create and do. Being your own client sounds fun. Now I'm, I'm part of a project called a red Fred project where we're working with, uh, kids with special circumstances, uh, write books. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Um, but, um, the, the main project is uh, 50 books, uh, 50 books, one from with a kid from each state. And then recently he started oh, local. Amazing. Then he started uh, local uh, Connect Collections recently. And I'm helping with uh, one of the Utah books. And it's, oh, it's, it's, oh been that's a, awesome. It's been an interesting experience. So I bet, I bet that's super incredible. That's amazing. I mean, it's like, that's, uh... When we were kids, I feel like, at least for me, I can say, I can remember when I would take long car rides or road trips with my parents, and I'm an only child, so like very much like my childhood was me figuring out ways how to occupy my occupy my time and like kind of keep myself busy without bugging my parents all the time. So like very much something I would always do in car rides was I would I would bring all these old notebooks with me and I would just write and make up crazy stories and then draw characters characters that would kind of act out the stories and they weren't full books sometimes maybe they're just a page or multiple pages but that was the most I just thought that was so much fun uh to be able to just like create these little worlds and write so to give other you know to give current kids kind of a platform and a space and to work with an amazing you know amazing designers to bring those things to life uh man that's that's an unbelievable opportunity for 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 those kids to be able to do yeah, it's something I kind of just fell into, and I, I know the guy that created it, and uh, I, I'm glad I stepped up and got into it. It's it's one of my favorite things going on right now. Um, I bet. So I, I can get, get him connected with you. I see you have, you. A, you have a Kevin Smith poster behind oh, you. What, what's this yes. Kevin Smith um, poster behind you? So I, my main client is Wise Guys Comedy Club here in Salt Lake. Um, and uh, Oh, cool. It's been around since 2001. And he just has the biggest comics coming through all the time. He has three clubs. So every week between the three clubs, he has always big people coming in. And Kevin Smith, this was from the first time he came to Wise Guys um, back in uh, 2015. Uh, the last time I saw Kevin before that is when he opened his comic book store in L.A. in 2004. So meeting him again oh, yeah. was something I never thought would happen let alone happening every year since then. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, it comes comes every year, usually during wow. Sundance. But, you know, I think this year is kind of different because he's working on the new movie. 
But yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. Roy Wood Jr. came recently. How cool is that? One of the what do you what do you get to do? The posters. Oh wow, I really? So you do all the posters for the different events and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's oh, how cool is that? I wish I had a comedy club like around that I could just like churn out. You know, oh hey, next weekend is so and so's coming in town. You know, let's do it. That's awesome. So yeah, it's been and it's been cool meeting Kevin. You know, and actually having conversations with him. Because when I met him at the comic book store, I couldn't talk. I was speechless. I'm like, this is the guy I've been admiring since 1994. <laughs> you know, the the past 10 years before sure. that. And he, he's the one who really got me to love movies and listen to commentaries and really just get into how movies came together and all that. So it was, it was kind of fun, full circle. And yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. What a cool opportunity for sure. Yeah, sure. and I'm thankful for it all the time. And the owner's patient and awesome. And you know, we talk almost every day because he's got so much going on. Um, that's great. Now, now, what type of situations or projects um, are the most creative for you? Oh gosh, it's it's always our 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 practice has a very for whatever reason, we have a very wide range of top types of projects. So, you know, we talked about, you know, children, you know, illustrating and writing children's books earlier. Um, the backbone of really our business is building brand identities and brand systems and, and implementing them into experience spaces and or, you know, whatever. So th those are the projects that we tend to um, probably get the most creative freedom sometimes, um, depending on the client, of course, there's always instances where they don't feel, um, super creative, but we love building really unique brand identities and we love building them for people that, um, like to take risks and are open to new solutions and new ideas. And, um, um we've got to do that a lot with, with some really, really cool people. Um, you know, I think when, when we met in Utah a year ago, um, I talked about how we designed, um, a museum for Boulevard Brewery, which was amazing opportunity. We got to design like a full experience, physical space to teach people about this amazing um, craft brewery that's 25 years old and really is kind of one of uh, America's kind of, um, you know, uh, real victory stories in, in regards to craft brewery. And, um, and we get to create this whole kind of environment that that created interaction and engagement and you touch things and you do all kinds of stuff. And, and we got to invite, you know, you, you know, create this whole space that was incredibly creative to be able to really try to bring in. And that was our goal when we designed it was to try to bring in all of the senses in some regard. You know, there's there's things in this experience that you eat. There's obviously things that you see and read. There's um, things that you have to touch and crank and move. Um, there's, uh, there's things that you have to put on and listen to, uh, there's all kinds of different experiences within this space. And that was really fun to, to really think about and, and creatively think through when so often our projects might be, we do, we do a ton of work in the food industry and hospitality and, you know, we might design, um, you know, a restaurant and we get to think of signage and wayfinding and then maybe some food packaging. And we love that. And we do that all the time. And I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that, enjoy that, but this was such a cool, different opportunity to really think about how the design, um, people were going to live and interact with it every day. 
and, and it's probably a great learning experience because probably some of those type of projects you never did before, you know, like the containers to, yeah, for sure. noises yeah. and yeah. Um, is craft uh, beers uh, a strong uh, thing there in Kansas City? You, here in Salt Lake, it's it huge. is. Yeah, Kansas City. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I think all over the United States, it's like it's insane to see the numbers of breweries opening every day. And I know in Kansas City is no exception to that. We have so there's a new brewery that opens like every other day. I feel like I hear about some new one or you know whatever, and that's why our client Boulevard Brewery is such an anomaly and special thing that you know they started in the late '80s when there nobody was opening breweries. It was. It was the the big boys, uh, you know, in in America, and that was it, and that was all that was going on. And um, the gentleman who started it was really inspired by some beer he had tried in Europe and didn't understand why he couldn't get it over in the states. And he he was an artist at heart, like he studied uh, to be an artist, and he kind of literally sold everything he had and created this this little tiny craft brewery. And um, you know, twenty five years later, it's one of America's largest largest, most successful craft breweries in the country. And um, it's pretty cool and pretty special. So, yeah, there's so much craft beer here. Uh, craft beer, barbecue, and baseball is kind of uh, uh, is what, what, what's going on in Kansas City. Maybe, maybe I say football now. Now our baseball team is garbage. So, um. <laughs> Well, that's the reason I wore my blue shirt is for, for you, for <laughs> the Kansas, Kansas City Royals. Yeah, another thing. Yeah, you... I try to. Trying to forget about them right now. They're so bad, but yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we don't have, we have the Utah Jazz, you know, a name that makes no sense for here. And they, they do okay most of the time, <laughs> but we can't seem to get bigger beyond a team like that. So that that's our baby and we cheer for it every year and are usually disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yep. Um, when you were here, you showed a video of the, the mural uh, that you did for the Kansas City Royals. Is there, are there other community projects that you, you've you worked on? Yeah, we. I, I lo- I mean, that's what I love about developing and designing murals and installing murals. Is, I mean, it's super cool because it, it stays and hopefully lives in this space for a long time and people can interact and enjoy it. And, and um, that's really special. But what's amazing what you just alluded to is that normally these murals that are really large become um very much communal efforts and yeah the the mural you're referencing that we did for the Kansas City royals um it's like a 96 foot long wall 14 foot tall and by no means could me my wife jessica and our team install this whole thing by ourselves so you know we we brought we got a we got a wonderful team of folks to come out and help us do it over a long weekend and it it truly became just an amazing communal experience of drinking beer all weekend and just installing this awesome mural and having fun and you know my parents came out and helped and my wife's parents came out and helped and friends and it was awesome and and we continue to do that you know pretty frequently um several other murals we've done recently um we did one for a co-working space where we did three or four within that space um, we've done, you know, count, you know, quite a few murals. Um, from a communal standpoint, we, we've been working on a cool project for about, oh, about, I don't know, I think we wrapped it up like three or four months ago and it's still in the process of 
kind of getting its legs under us from a funding standpoint, but the brand and the actual, you know, the thing itself is done. And that was, we, um, we partnered with a local, um, nonprofit in town and designed the brand identity for a, um, mobile grocery store. Oh, cool. And it was complete. Yeah, it was really cool process because it was it's completely community run, and it's an area here in Kansas City that is um, they call it a food desert. So there's really no grocery stores around, and a large majority of the population in this area doesn't have uh, a car. So most of the time, to get food, they either have to try to get take the bus somewhere outside of their community or walk, and typically that's walking to a gas station. Uh, um, maybe, maybe a like you know a Walgreens ish store in some way, um, but a lot of times it's at gas stations and some you know some places like that which are not going to give you a lot of good options for food. So um, this community and um, some of their partners brought us on board to help them um, develop the brand identity for this mobile grocery store, and then we worked with an architecture team who um, they retrofitted an old beer giant beer delivery truck. That's turning into the grocery store, and so they kind of retrofitted it, and then we started to figure out how the brand would work within that space and what the kind of user experience would be when they go to the various stops around this community they would go on. And it was fun because this whole community that were all volunteers um, were with us along the entire journey, really educating us on what this community needed. Um, I didn't necessarily live in this community, even though I've, I live very close to it and have been in and out of that community most of my life. Right. Um, but they could really tell us what the needs are, where it should go, how the people in the community would react to certain things. Um, and it was a really cool communal experience, kind of all centered around solving this problem um, really through design with, with ourselves from a brand standpoint, and, uh, an amazing architecture team. Um, we even had a food bank bank involved that was kind of um, talking to us about kind of how, how the logistics of that would work. Um, so that was a new project that we've been working on. We haven't shared it publicly yet. Um, there kind of been some weird funding kind of issues at the moment. So I'm hoping it's going to get up off the ground um, here, um, hopefully this summer. So we can actually, I want to go get photographs of it, like it used with people enjoying it and like getting to, getting to take part in it. So um, yeah, it was a super fun brand to kind of develop though. That sounds really awesome. So you mentioned you and your wife uh, worked together. H how many years of freelance did you do before you you guys teamed up? Yeah, so I um, I've been freelancing in some capacity since I was seventeen or eighteen years old in that range, which is kind of crazy. And um, I don't know if it's it's like illegal or what, but uh, when I was seventeen or eighteen years old, my dad started hiring me to help on some Hallmark greeting cards. Um, he, he had a bunch of line work he needed to do for this one particular greeting card that was going to be sold um, in the UK. And he was like, hey, I think you can draw these. It's an existing property. I just need like a bunch of cards in this style. Uh, and then I need you to do the line work, scan them in, and then like add color and patterns and type and like do the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I would just like stay up at night when I was like, you know, 18 years old, just like cranking out all these like uh, cards and stuff for my old man. And so, you know, that was when I was in college, I would do some of that. And then um, I got my first design job right out of college and I didn't do a ton of freelance work, but I was starting 
to do more and more. It was a branding firm, and so I would do some, quite a bit of illustration work at night, um, a lot of freelance illustration work. And then I officially went on my own and kind of started my studio, which was just me, um, in 2009 uh, is when I did that. Uh, it was 2009. And um, my wife officially came on board as my design partner and overall partner in, um, God, what the hell year would it have been? We've been, to get, we've been working together for about four and a half years um, now. So what is that, you know, 2015, 2014, something like that. And we always knew we would partner and we always thought we would do it a lot sooner. Um, but my wife was, um, art dire- uh, was an art director at Willoughby Design Group. And that is a, a really prestigious uh a graphic design and branding firm here in Kansas City that's um, ran by the amazing Ann Willoughby, who is, um, you know, AIGA gold medalist, which is the highest honor any designer can receive. And um, Willoughby Design Group is the, I believe it's the oldest woman-ran design firm in the entire country, still to this day. Um, Ann is retired and handed it off to um, to her, her two vice presidents, um, who are also both women. And so I think that that, that uh, moniker can kind of stay true, which is amazing. And uh, so my, my wife worked for Anne for two years as an art director. So if she didn't have a job that she really loved and was learning from, I think we would have partnered a lot sooner. Um, but it, it all worked out wonderful, and um, it was more than time. And so, um, yeah, my wife and I literally spend 24 hours a day together. <laughs> Lucky her, huh? <laughs> Do you guys have kids? <laughs> Do you guys have kids? We don't. We don't yet. Um, we don't yet. But um, I, I, I think, you know, we're, we're uh, I don't know how, how much information I can share on this podcast. But let's just say we're working on it, maybe, you know, like, <laughs> when day I think we will. Um, you know, we haven't yet um it's one of your side projects um, (laughs) exactly exactly. a passion project if you will (laughs) um uh we we've been together for uh we've been together for 15 years so it's like we're uh we're a little long in the tooth i think it's time to uh to make this happen that's it or get off (laughs) go or get off the pot type of thing now you you, no kidding you sound like my mother yeah (laughs) um you now do you you y'all have kids. You said you have, you have, I have your a tw- families in there. They're all being very quiet in a corner somewhere. Yeah, I have a twelve-year-old. He's he's a mini me in uh, most ways, uh, fortunately and unfortunately. He's super creative. Is, is he? Interested? Yeah, is he? He's interested in design or art or yeah. creativity in some way. Yeah, he's drawing all the time, and he just he loves how things work. So he's always picking things apart and asking me questions. And when I'm showing stuff, he gets excited about it. Uh, we've been awesome. going, we've been going to free comic book day since he was two years old. So, uh, you know, we cool. We we have that, and, and yeah, he's a mini me. It's it's fun. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's good to hear. So, it sounds terrifying, but yeah. but equally fun. Yeah, I'm scared every day. <laughs> <laughs> if he likes me at the end of that day, I've I've won. <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, speaking of other passion projects, um, you've got a couple going on: a Made in the Middle conference and uh, Sunday Suns. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Made in oh, the Middle. Yeah, yeah Made in the Middle is uh, many years ago, five or six years ago, something like that, and it really kind of came from. I mean, very similar to how you and I met in Salt Lake, going around the country, 
speaking at different design conferences and speaking at AIGA chapters. And more often than not, people thinking that I live in uh, Brooklyn or San Francisco. <laughs> and, uh, and me being like, no, no, I live in Kansas City. And gosh, Kansas City is an amazing creative town and a, historically an amazing creative community. And uh, uh, that I, was, I felt like I was, having, I was educating people or selling them on where I'm from and why it's special and how amazing the creative community is like currently to this day. Right. And um, I, just, I just kept thinking, I wish there was a platform or a place that really, really um, shine a spotlight on Kansas City and, um, and, and also in just design that's happening in the Midwest where I'm from. And um, so we created Made the Middle and we started by interviewing and doing a bunch of different featurettes on all kinds of creative people. It's very, very graphic design and illustration heavy. Um, I might be biased, uh, but then there's also painters and chefs and fashion designers and all, all kinds of people doing really cool stuff. And uh, then about three years ago, um, we three or four years ago, um, it made sense to then turn this into an actual um, design conference. And so we partnered with the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, which is an amazingly beautiful historic art museum here in Kansas City. And then uh, um, every other year, we host Made in the Middle, which is um, a celebration of design that design based in the Midwest. And um, we have speakers that come from all over um, the country, but everybody has a connection to the Midwest. So um, it's a really fun thing to put on. And um, we partnered with AIGA. Um, so uh, I want a lot of the profits to go to um, AIGA Kansas City. Um, they're an amazing chapter that does an amazing good job. And I want to continue to hopefully um, help them every chance I get. And to be totally frank, I hope one day that Made in the Middle is something that they can kind of run with and um, and make have that be a, a major major kind of money maker for them to run this this amazing organization that inspires and educates so many people in the value of design and so um, so yeah we've been doing made in the middle for for several years and uh, it was great our last conference was just this past um, September and um, it had over 400 and some people show up. Um, we had people from 23 different states come to Kansas City, which was amazing. I thought it was just going to be like a Kansas City love fest, you know. Um, but we had people from all over the country show up, um, and we had a we had a really fun time. That's awesome. Um, uh, Sunday Suns. Um, I I look forward to Sundays for one of those reasons. And I, I bought one of your pins, and it's on my Sunday coat. So when I wore my oh awesome my Sunday best, you're you're right there with me. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That's great. How how long ago did that start, and where did it come from? Yeah, yeah. I I'm getting ready to celebrate my fourth year anniversary, I guess. Um, and so, um, yeah, I started it almost four years ago, and um, yeah, it started. I mean, pretty simply. I mean, like four years ago. Um, to be totally honest, um, I found myself in kind of like a just like a weird mental headspace to be honest um i i was a little down um i was i was incredibly anxious um i was probably a little depressed um i was worn out i was i was just in like kind of a shitty place to be totally honest yeah and um i, I think it had a i mean there's a the almost the worst part about it was i couldn't pinpoint 
why I was feeling the way I was feeling. There wasn't like anything like that I I could majorly complain about, but I was just in like a bad place. And I think a lot of it, um, I, I think I was worn out from a work standpoint. I was working way more than I ever should have. Um, and I was also not incredibly happy with some of the things that I was working on um, or more so the um, relationships with some of the clients I was working on at that time. And so I think I just was like, man, I'm just like making all this stuff and working so hard, but it's for, it's, it's, it's not exactly what I would want to do. And um, to make a long story short, I just remember once Sunday morning, um, kind of not being able to sleep and, and, uh, kind of watching the, watching the sunrise, if you will, and saying, I need to find a way to remind myself how much I love design and love the act of making things. Like that's why I'm in this industry. Bottom line is every day that I get to make something that didn't exist the day before is a true gift. And I need to find a way to remind myself that. And I think by doing that, that I kind of can, I know me personally, um, I, I get a little bit of a high out of making things and designing things and creating things and even collaborating with people when I, um, in, in a successful way. So, um, I, I just started four years ago. I was like, okay, I don't have a ton of time to do some crazy in-depth passion project, but I, right. I bet I can carve out at least one hour every Sunday, you know, like, let's just try this for a few weeks or a month and see how I feel, see what happens. No real intention of it going on any longer than a month or a few weeks or, you know, just having some fun and trying to inject a little bit more play into my work. And so I did that Sunday, just made a little simple sun icon. Um, and I just shared it on my social channel to kind of, um, to kind of keep me honest and, 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 you know, give me some, um, you know, some people to keep me me uh on track if you will and um i did that for a few weeks and honestly i did like the the joy of making things and making things for not a client or no one else but myself um really kind of kind of lifted me up and allowed me to start feeling a little bit better uh, about my practice about design about just everything my mood was better um i think just starting to look at trying to look at things more positively instantly made things more positive for me. And, um, and I, I was able to do that. And then gosh, now it's been 206, 207 weeks later, and I'm still waking up very early every Sunday morning. And, uh, I, I try to make the, a sun before the sun um, comes up and the day starts. And, um, it's, in, it's a, it's incredible how much it's helped my, like, my, like, my day job design, you know, and how much better I feel about that process and how it's influenced clients and projects and projects we've received because of that, because of that little personal project I've been doing. Um, it's been super, super fun. Uh, when, when you came to Salt Lake, I think your talk was on a Thursday or Friday. So that, and learning that you're going to still be in town roughly on Sunday, I'm like, what is he going to do? And you, you, you <laughs> It, it was fun to see how it come out and you had this scenic scene in the background. It, it was really cool to see. And, and, oh, that's good. Yeah, we went hiking that Sunday. I brought my sketchbook with me. I can't remember where we went hiking. I know I put it on that post. Um, but, oh, man, we had it was, a, it was a great day. It was just like a perfect, fun, fun day out in the mountains. Uh, and the way you were talking about it is kind of how this podcast is to me. You know, sometimes it feels mm -hmm. like it's the only thing that's, that's going right. And I've met so many creative people and it, it just, 
it, it keeps me going. It, it's, it gives you that little push. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, do you have any dream projects that you haven't uh, conquered yet or you, you want to do? I think there's always like, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has, has some of those. And, and I mean, like I can be like, like super specific and be like, Oh man, like something I've always wanted to do is um, I've always wanted to design a hotel. Like that just in my mind is something I've always really wanted to brand, like create the brand identity for it, help on the interior space and the experience of it. Um, there's so many touch points on a project like that. That's what gets me excited. And those tend to be the projects I love the most are those ones that have just tons of different touch points and applications. And for me, a hotel has always been way up on the list, you know. Um, there's also just like corporations that I'm like, oh, shit, that would be awesome. I would love to do work for, you know, Sesame Street. Or I would love to do work for, you know, um, I would love to do work for, you know, more pro sports teams, you know. Um, I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. I want to do work for them, you know. I, I love my Royals. I love I love all sports. So it's like you know any anything in the world of sports, I think would be fun to start to dabble in too. Um, but I, I feel like the list is in. Like there's so many projects that I want to do, and um, most of the ones that I end up enjoying the most are. I love the small kind of startup clients that we get to work with, you know, um, those are the ones that they're, they're my favorite, you know, where you really get to help them from the ground up shape who they're going to be. And you really can see how your brand really, really helps their business. And then most of the time, like this is a dream of theirs for a very long time. And then to see it actually come, you know, they, you know, visually see it start to come together. That's, that's super fun. Like that's super cool. Um, so, um, yeah, I think those are all projects that I'm like, Oh oh man, let's just keep doing that. And, you know, sprinkle in a little of this and that, and, uh, hopefully we can keep it rolling. And restaurants are a good thing like that because, you know, new new restaurants are coming out all the time. And if you can get in there and have fun with those, those are my favorite kind. Um, I agree. Yeah, restaurants are the best. We design a ton of restaurants, and they everyone is always always so much fun, you know. And uh, we're designing a bar right now, and um, um, it, it, I think it's going to be a really really cool, you know, identity in the end. But right now, we're kind of slugging through through some revisions and some things right now, where I'm a little bit like banging my head on the desk a little, to be honest. But I'm like, it's going to be great. It's going to be. We're going to get it there. But you're right, restaurants and stuff are the best. And they're generally more open than than other type of places, I, I think. You know, because, yeah, just restaurants seem to be more open. Um, I think I've covered all the questions I've For sure. written out. Um, before I go to my bonus questions, is there, there anything that you want to share that um, we didn't cover? I'm sorry. I, I lost you there okay. for a second. It cut out for a second. I, I just what have bon- I have I just have bonus questions left. Is there any um, thing that you want to let people know about that we didn't cover? No, I think yeah, I think that I think that covered a lot of it. You know, um, it was it was awesome to be able to chat with you, and um, hopefully there was there was something in here for your listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Somewhere in there, but um, yeah, a lot of great stuff. Um, what does creativity mean to you? That's that's the first bonus question. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, what does it mean to me? It means um, creativity to me means an opportunity to kind of uh, kind of be free, you know? Um, I feel very, very lucky to be able to be creative for a living. Uh, there's so many people in this world that probably wish they could do that full-time for a job in lots of different platforms, music, dance, design, fine art you know, whatever. Right. Um, but the fact that we get to do this and people, people, you know, help us live our lives by hiring us to do that is, uh, is man, that's a, that is a lucky, lucky thing. Maybe creativity to me is lucky is luck. Uh, you know, it is, uh, I feel very lucky that we get to do this. And, um, uh, especially as, as, as somebody that's wanted to do it his whole life, you know, like I talked about at the start of the podcast, you know, watching my dad do it when I was four or five years old, thinking it was just magic, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like you get to what? Like people pay you to do this stuff, you know, and uh, and, and then now I actually get to do it. Um, Dan, that's that's some lucky stuff right there. And, and on your own terms, too. You know, you, um, who is your favorite? Yep, absolutely. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. Uh, um, but it's any any Jim Henson creation. So Yoda is covered under that labyrinth, Dark Crystal. Oh wow! So, oh yeah. my god, that makes it even harder. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, we're going to do my great categories, right? Um, all right, I'll say uh, Child Tad um, was obsessed. Uh, um, obsessed with Ernie from Mup from Sesame Street, which okay. isn't technically under that category, but like I will count it. Literally my first word word as a child was not mom, was not dad, but was Ernie as a as a child. So I was a very big fan of Sesame Street and specifically uh Ernie himself. Um as a as a older child I was obsessed with Kermit. I thought Kermit was just the cooler I coolest guy. I like that he's kind of the ringleader. Um there was something about that that I really liked a lot. And then um I was obsessed as a child. I still have all six of my my plush toys of uh, I was obsessed with Fraggle Rock. If you remember Fraggle Rock. Oh, yeah. I love Fraggle <laughs> Rock. I thought Fraggle Rock was the, was just the the tops. So there's there's a few of my Henson inspired things. Okay, and the last bonus question is: in the film of your life, who would play you? Oh gosh, um, I I don't know. I think you have. I have to pick. Answer. I don't I don't think you can say that of yourself, can you? I have no idea. It would be somebody awful, you know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Dylan, who would it be? Um. Hmm. See, I don't know. Silence on a podcast. This is great. It would be. Um, um, What's that? Silence on a podcast. It's it's great, isn't it? You can edit all this out, right? True. Very true. Gosh, the movie thing is so hard because I'm like. I want to say somebody like super cool that I really like, but then I'm like, no, that, that would never be the person that would play me. The person that would play me would be like, you know, somebody like, I can't even think of somebody awful, you know, because that would be insulting to them to play me. So 
I have no, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Dylan, you're going to have to fill that in and say, you know who would play Tad? It would be, um, you know, the late, great Andy Griffith. I don't know. J.J. Uh, Abrams shows up in movies sometimes, so that, <laughs> that's my pick. <laughs> well, and super creative and kick ass. So there you go. Well, th- thank you very much, Tad. Uh, where where can the world f- find you and what you have going on? Across. Oh, sure, of course. Yeah, you can uh, obviously. You know, if you ever want to see new projects that we're constantly posting, it's on our our website, which is carpentercollective.com. And then um, um, you can follow me on all the social channels at tag carpenter um and our studios at carpenter collective and yeah that's 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 where i be and i uh, will uh, annoy you with really bad tweets and things like that so well you're awesome i'm i'm glad i got to meet you last year we i think we were facebook friends six years before that um Oh and gosh! We, yeah, and we didn't amazing. talk much. But when I, as soon as I saw that you were coming to Salt Lake, I'm like, I, I have to meet one of the the people that inspire me all the time uh, to, to keep Man, going. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to hang out. Yeah. And I had Aaron Draplin on uh, not too long ago, and he had really good words to say about you too. Oh, he did. Yeah. I paid, I paid him to say all of those things. Um, Aaron is, I, I mean, everybody loves Aaron, you know, I mean, Aaron is kind of bigger than life, you know, but, um, he really is kind of like a, I don't know, like a, a weird design big brother to me or something. I don't know what it is. Like he, we have really good phone conversations and like, he's always there to recommend me for something or, or, or give me some words of wisdom about something that maybe he's done. And, um, I, uh, I can never say enough good, good, nice things about the man for sure. He's a great guy. And I, I love anybody who doesn't sugarcoat things, you know, and, and he won't. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Well, he is. He's a, he's such a, he's a special dude, man. Yeah. Love him. Um, well, thank you. I'll let you back to your evening. Oh, and oh. Well, I, I, thank you. I hope the reception wasn't bad did you were you able to get a good recording of some things yeah it, it froze up a few times but you know um it, it's fine uh, everything came through that cool good. New, needed to good. <laughs> good well let me please let me know if you need anything else and um i i appreciate you having me on no problem and come back to salt lake soon and i'll try to get there I, as soon I, as i can i would love to i would love to man yeah if you ever see an opportunity i had a blast out there yeah i i know the the head of the iaga here so i'll i'll put it in her ear yeah well one of these days yeah we should do something else that'd be awesome all right well Uh have a good night tell your your family to get back back on the internet yeah (laughs) you you can live the real life now (laughs) there you go thank you dylan thank you have a good one you too bye-bye podcast is done man <laughs> <laughs>